Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining RC After Hours back in the studio. Uh, week to week here. Man, look at you people jumping on Facebook live already to come hang out with us and join us. Buck, Ryan, Bradley, all the way from Ireland, Michael, Patrick, Chris, Mike, Steven, Nick, Adam, holy cow, Justin. All these people are up and early unless you're over in Europe like uh, uh, Bradley is. He says it's afternoon here in Ireland. Thanks for joining us. If you're bored, have nothing to do this morning, grab your coffee, come hang out with us on Facebook Live. This is going to be an open bench flying session, so we're going to talk about anything and everything, so hop on, come join us, hang out, give us some questions. We've got some new stuff to talk about, new products, new guests. We are fired up. Well, I don't know about fired up, but we will be fired up and ready to go. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'm your host, Chris Ronkiglione. Joining us all the way from the great white north up there, Andre Russo. Morning. And our special guest today, all the way down in Texas, one a friend of the show, guy I miss dearly at Flight Fest this year, but uh, we love him anyway, Eddie Black. Good morning. How are you, buddy? Couldn't be happier to be here. Good, good. First time on the show, I thought, you know, you're a big fan of ours and a supporter, which I really appreciate, and I thought, what better way to just have you come on the show, hang out, and chat with you for a little while. Absolutely glad to be here. All right. Uh, real quick, run through some uh, quick sponsor stuff, and we'll get on with the show. Of course, everybody by now knows Get FPV has really been helping out the show. Please go check out GetFPV.com. Uh, for all your drone and FPV needs, go check out their daily deals. They got all kinds of stuff always on sale. Free shipping on most orders over $60, and they now have DHL Shipping International for all you international listeners that we have. So um, go check them out. And the best thing is our discount code has been working so well. They actually dr- reduce the amount you have to spend. It is now down to $100. $100 in an FPV store is like nothing or any hobby shop, I guess I should say, a $100 bill just goes like that. But go spend $100 and type in our discount code, RC After Hours, and you get 10% off your entire order. And in two days, it'll be on your doorstep, and you will be out having a good time. So please go check out getfpv.com. They have really, really stepped it up and helped us out with the show and bringing on guests and everything. So fantastic company. And and we're glad that they're sticking around and, and supporting us. And we'll talk more about that later. All right. On with the show. Here we go. I don't know where to start. I, I, I guess, Andre, I didn't even know. We'll, <laughs> we'll start with this giant box that you have I mean, I, my mind is blown. You, you we're just chatting before the show, and you just pull this box out and set it on your bench. And I was like, "Holy moly, what is going on? What is this?" Uh, that would be the FMS A10. Uh, I guess Thunderbolt Two, Warthog. There's many names. There's many names they call this jet. Uh, but I will call it a moment of well, not even a moment of weakness, just a moment of opportunity. Um, I was at the store. It was on sale. It kind of just leapt off the shelf into my arms, and you know the rest is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so what, was it even a like? And eh, I'm not really sure. You walked around the store a little longer, kind of passed it a couple more times, kept eyeing it, or were you just like, oh my months. gosh, it's an A10, it's on sale, boom. 
months, months and months I've been looking at this plane. So <laughs> uh, I, I know everybody's going to move. Why not the free wing one? And yes. um, the free wing one is huge. It yes. is way bigger wingspan, takes two batteries. Mm-hmm. And the shipping for me to Ottawa is just, I think it, it, it's over a hundred US dollars. Wow. So I just kind of said, okay, this is, this is economical. This is, you know, this is what I had, I had, you know, so it's, uh, it, it happened and, uh, I don't know where I'm going to park it in here cause the hangar is kind of full and I have this horrible thing going on right now where I've not flown all my EDFs yet this year. Yes. But like uh, yeah. morning, like the, the last, <laughs> the last couple of mornings I've been almost ready to go and the weather's just been crap. I, I still haven't even flown the, uh, and, and sorry, Steve from hobby King. I, I still have <laughs> not flown the T 28. Just it's been, I've been on a bad roll. Yeah. So, uh, uh you, I gotta you know, break that habit and get going. It seems be a rolling theme under you get a lot of planes and they sit for quite a while i don't know what it is but it's you like to look at them uh you know in your in your basement and you know i don't know are you saying i'm hanger queens yeah like uh (laughs) one comes to mind would be the the Durafly P40, I think that sat in there for over a year, maybe, and we kept making Before fun I of you. Flew it, yeah, yeah, and then I fly it, and I'm all like thumbs with it yeah. and everything because it's heavy and everything. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. Actually, I'm in the process of thing that's thinning out the fleet. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to narrow things down to the stuff I absolutely love. Obviously, I've got a thing for jets, uh, and I do enjoy flying them, but. It's one of those the conditions are right. Like honestly, this A10 almost didn't happen. I was actually going in to look at a truck that would take some, of, which which would use some of my 6S packs. Uh huh. And uh, I decided that it would just it would just the, the juggernaut. Yes, yes. I'm I, I'm I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm I'm making a. I'm going to make a very big effort in 2019 to uh, to fix a lot of these issues and, and build all these projects. Um, Time to build a new airplane rack. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's a photo. Have you seen the photo of the other planes in the front of the, the projector screen? Yes. It's, it, I can't get to the Blu-ray anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so so Buck Stamp asked, when I die, who gets my who, – is it who dies with the most toys wins? Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> no. I'll never uh, win that. Oh, uh, but, uh, no, it's just one of those things, you know, this is, it's the time of the year that I, I get to have a little bit of fun, a little bit more dis- discretionary a- a income to play with. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the A-10 just happened. Um, that truck is pretty sweet too, guys. I hate to tell you, but you know, a good, a good RC crawling truck is a, it's good for the soul too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The weather, if the weather craps out and you can't get to the flying field or you don't have enough time, that's well, always great. You throw yeah. the RC truck in the backyard and just have a little fun. It's still RC, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, this, this, this thing that that's, that thing is just nuts as far as what it is. But I mean, honestly, I was looking at like the success, like, you know, desert racing machine to blast across the, the you know the field you know chase people's planes on landing <laughs> oh there you go yeah <clears throat> you know we ought to uh next time you're down you know we've seen some videos and stuff bring a couple of your trucks and we'll work on some uh, rc truck glider towing yeah oh, oh well i mean uh it was funny because the one truck i was looking at the uh that the guy out in out west canada rc sparks he did a he did one of those tractor pull things with with the thing. It's uh-huh. uh, the UDR, which is the ultimate desert racer. Any and it pulled the full thing fifty feet with like you know forty or fifty pounds worth of, of dead weight on board. Oh my so, gosh! Like, oh oh wow. wow! So this thing could definitely do it. One of those race trucks could definitely do a glider tow. Oh, for sure, for sure. That, There's no doubt about would, it. Funny. 
Yeah, that's what everybody's like. Yeah, everybody's saying RC glider tow. We'll have to try that. Even I think even the truck would do it. This thing because it's got a high gear and it'll boot around pretty good, but it's top heavy. So you mm. need to, you need something that's like in that one six class that's got mm-hmm. the real base width. Yeah. Otherwise, you could, you could just measure the glider like lift <laughs> yeah. out the back yeah. end of it. Release, release, release. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Ah, uh, all right. So Eddie, uh, you and Andre, I'm I'm assuming you know you've seems like recently have really dove into the EDF jets, and I'm sure you and Andre have had some pretty deep conversations. So, how many jets are you? Uh, in four. four jets right now. Um, and I think the cool story, I don't know if everybody knows, but you actually had it, I think, a, a fan issue with one of your motion jets, and uh, they took yes, really good care of you. And the customer service, I think you're really happy if you want to talk about that story a little bit. I thought it was pretty pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I bought the, uh, the Freewing F-16 6S model, and the Arctic Camo, absolutely loved the jet. Uh, we got it out. And I, I fly with a, a couple of turbine guys at my field. So, you know, they, they helped me get the plane up, tuned. And once I got everything flying correctly, my fifth flight, I go to take off. I got about 60 feet off the runway and I hear a pop and it sounded like the fan exploded inside of the jet. Wow. We tried to nurse it around. Um, needless to say, it ended up in about 10 pieces on the ground. Oh. Um, Fortunately, the fuselage, most of the main fuselage and the tube stayed intact. So when I pulled it all apart, you could actually see the picture. Looking down the tube, there was one blade gone. The rest of the fan was perfectly intact. Um, I reached out to Motion. Those guys were great. They were like, hey, we want pictures of Mm -hmm. radio, battery, all the pieces. And then we're going to start a claim. We'll um, have you know our specialists take a look. And then if we need any parts, we'll let you know. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, they did ask for the EDF unit. They sent me a um, self-addressed stamped uh-huh. package, packing slip. I sent it to them. Uh, about five days later, they were like, you've got a new plane on the way. Wow. No kidding. And, uh, you know, those those guys were great. The only thing that I was technically out of the whole deal was uh, the front nose gear because I had upgraded the landing gear. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I picked that piece up. So, I mean, even that, you crash a jet of that cost and it ends up costing you about 20 bucks to replace what you lost. Mm-hmm. I can't complain. No, 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 not at all. Did they ever say or uh, anything about the fan, like if it was just flawed from the factory or if they had nothing? They they would not come uh, off of anything. They just said, we have determined that this was not a failure on your part, so uh, we are going to replace your plane. Wow, that's fantastic. I love to hear stories like that, you know, customer service-wise. And Go ahead, Andre. It looks so like you're going to say in something. A, uh, no, no, no. I, and on that, it's really their uh, motion is really good and really clear about their terms. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where um, a lot of people will go in and the first thing they'll do is they'll change the connector on the ESC. And the moment mm-hmm. you do that, mm-hmm. you voided something along the powertrain, right? So right. it's um, or if you paint the aircraft and stuff like this. So well, they say yeah, they they like the whole customer customization of their craft. You know, if you want to maintain your warranty, keep that. I guess it's like a year, right? So keep it stocked for a year. So that's you yeah. know, that's what I'm going to do with this thing. Right. And that's a, a big issue a lot of people don't realize, you know, even just changing the connector on the ESC. So if, if anybody's, you know, spending a lot of money on some of these jets or whatever, make some ad- 
adapters to put on there. You know, don't uh, cut yeah. off the old one. And but you, you know, <clears throat> it brings me back to a point I wanted to mention earlier. Andre was, you know, we had the big discussion with Alpha. Like, you know, is is Motion gonna you know down the road try to get some products in local hobby shops? You know, because our mm. old theory of you know going in, seeing it, and touching it, and tasting it, and everything. And I understand where Alpha was coming from as far as customer service and, and everything of what they're trying to do and maintain their credibility and everything. But for you, you know, shipping costs and everything, and you walk in your local hobby shop, and they're not that you didn't want the free wing A10, or maybe you did, but yeah. here's an FMS jet on sale sitting on the shelf that you've been passing for months and months. Yeah. And what do yeah. you walk out with? Because it's right there in front of you. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of a... A give and take, you know, uh, you want the customer service and, and everything from like what motion's doing, but yet you want to see it and touch it and taste it when you walk into a hobby shop, you know, whether it's an RC plane or even a truck. A lot of times I, you know, through the years buying RC trucks, you know, you see videos and you read about everything, but until you're in the hobby shop and you pull the body off and you're looking at everything and checking it out for yourself, I, I wouldn't buy it. So, yeah, you know, it's yeah. a give and take. That's a tough call there. It, it's funny. It's almost like they <clears throat> need to. It's, you know, if, if you're going to grow that business model, it's almost like they need to find they need to partner up with a brand that already has stores across the chain, across mm -hmm. the, the U.S. in particular. Right. So. Yeah. But I guess that's where this, you know, because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've looked at the I considered the L39 that we talked about last time with uh, Stewart and Alpha. And, uh, you know, but I said, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's 400 us to get it to me. And so there's, you know, that's turning into 500 Canadian. Yeah. You factor in the taxes on that. You factor in the duty fees from UPS mm. or FedEx and, right. you know, I've outpaced a, a, a brand that I can pick up locally and I can get parts. And so it's, yes, that's target, that's target of opportunity, man. That's right. all it is. That's, right. that's all it is. Right. You know, and, and, uh, I, you know, some people were asking on, on the chat about the the free wing one. Yeah, the, the, the it's a beautiful. I, I would love to own that thing, but it's uh, what six hundred US. We're we're, we're approaching mm -hmm. some serious numbers and yeah. two packs per flight, right? Right. So at least with the FMS, I'm, I'm one. Um, you know, and I know I know there's a V2 coming out for the FMS one, but yeah, target. They had the F16 there, Eddie, uh, in gray, uh, and I, I looked at that, and then they also had the. Um, uh, the 90 mil there. Oh shoot. I forget the name of it, but the, um, uh, the Scorpion, the super Scorpion, the 90 millimeter, but I'm like, oh, I yeah. already have a, I already have the flex jet, so I'm good for the 90 and you know, mm -hmm. uh, obviously I have a thing for, for a 10. So we'll, uh, we'll see how this all goes out and, and everything. Now, Andre, I'm curious. I don't know if we've ever had this conversation because it doesn't really affect me with, you know, being here in the States and the shipping costs and everything. If you talk to any of these guys, like, you know, why don't you guys get a warehouse here in Canada or maybe we did talk to Stuart a little bit about this a while back, but why they don't do something for you guys yeah. up North. I'm sure there's quite a few RC um, enthusiasts up there. And of course you have great hobbies uh, or get a small warehouse and just, you know, get some stuff into Canada for, so you guys don't have to pay those big duty taxes and everything, you know, getting these airplanes across the border. It's it, it, when you, Show me the exchange rate and what you pay for shipping. I literally just want to fall off my chair because yeah. it is insane what you pay. And 
even more uh, even more upsetting is the fact that the tariffs that are going to happen. We'll probably should have that conversation. Um, the tariffs that are affecting you guys coming in, well, they're going to affect us well because I guess what happens is, you know, like Horizon brings in all the stuff from overseas, mm-hmm. and then the the Canadian, like like the Canadian uh, distributors, bring the stuff in from the states. And I'm like, so we're being, we're oh, actually being double dinged, right? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, why are you not just going right from source at this point? So they they may be going to have to work on their chain, but yeah, you're right. Someone. Someone should, you know, some of these these suppliers are going to have to work on that, you know, because eventually it's just going to get to the point where it's it's like I said, you know, for the for the L thirty nine, it's an extra fifty bucks. So so for me moving forward, um, my game plan is basically next year if I decide I'm going to get a jet, well, I'm going to decide in July, mm-hmm. and if it's available in the market, and that's what happened with like the um, the flex jet, uh, the flex jet. Well, the flex jet happened because. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't organize anything from from Motion RC in time because nothing was nothing. The the plane I wanted wasn't in stock, right? Oh, so in the okay. end, I just said it was too much. It was too crazy to try and organize. Mm-hmm. But basically, next year is exactly that's what's going to happen. If I see something that I like, or if I know before I go down, I'll order it, have it sent to you, and then I'll bring it home because I bring it home tax free and it doesn't cost me anything to ship, right? So, ah, uh, right. So Eddie, I wanted to touch. We we chatted just a little bit before the show, and um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about this because I think it's crazy. It's really cool. Uh, obviously, you must fly at a, a a club, and you were already talking about some of the members there f- fly turbines, so they must have some serious money down there. But you kind of get some stuff that they don't want anymore, or don't fly, and they're like trickles down and like, hey, Eddie. You want this plane? You're like, yeah, I'll take that plane. So what did you recently acquire? I have acquired a RC Guys Cessna 150 from a doctor friend of mine that I fly with up at the field. Uh, Josh Ash and guys, they they know him and fly with him pretty well. Um, But it's a 96-inch wingspan gas Cessna with a a DLE 35 on it. That I got with no money. So wow, uh, the plane is has never seen the air. Um, it's got one little bitty scratch on it. I'm going to complete the build hopefully this week and maiden it next week. But this plane is I've I looked it up and all in all it's about a thousand dollars in parts that have never been in the air. Wow. That he just, the guy got too busy into jets, turbine jets, and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to fly this, and I want to see it in the air. Wow. Uh, Real quick, I see we have Fred uh, Soon Provost joining us today. I had to throw that out there. Just, you know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, that's engine included on servos, everything basically ready to go, throw it together, put your own receiver in it, and go. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, this, this plane I'm excited about because it is probably the most scale jet that are plane that I've ever messed with. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, every channel's independent. Um, even, you know, back to the elevator, which is two channels. So it's going to be an adventure. Mm-hmm. Now my, my question to you is obviously I think I, I don't know your whole RC background, but I know obviously we've all kind of, uh, known each other through uh flight tests and then of course with flight fest and everything and i'm i'm 
again, I don't know, but I'm assuming, you know, maybe you got into the flight test planes and branched out from there and into the electric. And I just found out and I didn't know. I thought this was your first gas, which it isn't. This is your second gas plane. And your first one was a Telemaster XL, which for your first gas plane is just enormous. So I'm curious. Yes. <laughs> I'm curious to know your thoughts. Uh, the transition into gas, what you like, what you don't like, you know, do you still like electric better or are you kind of growing and, and moving over to gas? I mean, what's your thoughts on between the two? Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I did. I got into the hobby with, you know, the old super cub LP with mm-hmm. the crushed motor. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, and, and then, uh, from there, you know, it was into the flight test planes and, uh, I started with a, I got a hand-me-down hangar nine P 51, the old, uh, evolution trainer nitro motors. So I got that. And then, uh, with gas, it's cleaner, it's easier to maintain. So I will honestly, the, my nitro planes that I like, mm-hmm. I am going to try to convert those to gas just because it, it's, you know, nitro fuel is getting expensive. Yes. Tw- $20 a gallon. Yes. You know, gas, this is just like going to the gas station yes. and, yep. and, you know, adding oil. Now I've got, you know, $3 in, in a gallon of gas mm-hmm. and I can put my money back in my planes. Yes. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, the big thing for me is, you know, is gas better than nitro? Yeah. It is, and it's because of the cost. It's right. just so much easier, and it's cleaner. You don't have to wipe your plane down at the end of the day. Yeah, right. you and, go home. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, and I, you know, from years ago, going back, uh, I was huge into the nitro cars, and then switched over to the gas planes. Two big things I really noticed, is, and I'm sure it's the same way in the planes. One, you know, here in Ohio, uh, our weather would change so much. Say, example, in the fall, like you might go out and run in the morning and the temperatures are cool and you get that nitro motor just running perfect. Well, two hours later, you're tinkering around with it again, trying to adjust the needles. And the other thing, uh, you know, that I really like switching over to gas is you got so much longer run times with gas, you know, than you do with nitro. So I'm sure going into the planes, uh, you know, once you kind of test it and tune it and get it fairly close, that thing will run the same all day long and, you know, no checking temperatures or anything like that. Well, and, you know, even, you know, and I've seen the comparison from, you know, the, like the hangar nine P 51 on nitro, you're getting seven to 10 minutes nitro flight. And then on gas, they're seeing 15 and 20 minute yes. flights out of the same size tank. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So how do you like them or compare them to the electric? I mean, obviously I'm electric. I do love gas. I still haven't really uh, got my own gas plane and I've been on the fence about that for quite a few years, but what do you, how do you compare the two? What do you like better? Are you leaning now more towards gas or are you still like the electrics? No, I, I love the electrics because, you know, it's just easy. You know, you throw them in the car, you go fly and, you know, you have, you can go from something that's, you know, 10 inches, 10 inch wingspan, you know, up to, you know, like the Radiant XLs that mm-hmm. are just ridiculous where, you know, with gas, like this Cessna, this will be, if I go fly it, that's the plane I take because that fills my truck. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That is true. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, they're great planes to fly and, you know, they each have that niche, but they're, 
times when, you know, the wind's a little heavier, mm-hmm. you know, you start getting 15, 20 mile an hour winds, this plane will fly in that all yes. day long. Yeah. And, you know, our jets, Andre can attest to this, 15 mile an hour winds, if it's a crosswind, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Yeah. And, and you know, in all reality, if you think about, you know, purchasing a large gas plane or a large electric plane, by the time... You spend the money in, say, six-cell batteries or whatever, and you get two or three packs. That's your engine. You can buy your engine yes. basically for what you're buying in batteries, and then all you got to do is you know, get your uh, uh, gas and oil and mix it, throw it in there, and like you said, 20, 30 minutes on a flight. You know, but at that point, you're done. You're ready to land and go, okay, you know, take a break, yeah. refill, grab something Absolutely. else. So, man, I, I really want a, a gas plane. The, my big thing is, what do I get for my first gas plane? Do, do I want a, you know, a Warbird? Do I want a big, lazy, like, Cub just to tinker around with? You know, that, that's my big dilemma, I think, right now. 110-inch Cub? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Telemaster. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, you know, like a, you know, a Timber XL, XL, XL. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Which we're going to... You'll enjoy it. Oh, for sure. Like I said, uh, you know, in the car, fifth scale car scene, man, I was, I, I actually got way too involved. We were porting motors and, and, do, you know, putting stroker. Ca- I mean, we got so in depth and, and, you know, uh, we had a little RC car club here and we were just so competitive on who could get the best motor and we're, you know, buying different pipes and, it, it just got out of hand. We were getting 30 cc stroker motors pumping out, you know, 30 horsepower on a fifth scale RC car. It was just getting insane, you know, and expensive. Um, but it was fun. I, I really enjoy the engines and, and we, we've had the conversation before on previous shows that now, like, uh, Eddie, you mentioned a lot of these smaller nitro engines now, they're converting them over a gas. So now we have, 15 cc gas engines 20 cc gas engines and they're getting you know uh around 200 dollars or under they're getting so affordable you know you can get something in the 50 60 inch range and put a gas motor in it and go out and have fun with it and the carburation tech like that tech has come on and leaps and bounds within what the last three years yeah yeah that's true so i don't know we'll see maybe down the road here i'd love to get a gas and uh have some fun at it the other problem is too our local field that we fly in. I'm I'm a little nervous of flying, you know, the the gas stuff. Even though they're they're not, you can get them now smaller size. They are pretty noisy. Um, but I don't think it's any different if you got a big, you know, uh, whiny uh, jet or even some of like these wings. Wing a certain, y- yes. a certain wing you get that's that's hanging in your room right now. Yeah, yeah, that just screams when it goes by. You know, this little tiny prop and you know. 5 million uh, KV motor that's on the stupid thing. So I, I think if somebody goes by and they see a big giant cub just floating out there with a, you know, a gas engine kind of putting along, I really don't think we're going to would have any problems. So we'll see. I don't and know. And they're, they're quiet at that, at that size. They get real quiet once because you're barely over idle. Yeah. That's you true too. Off. That's true too. All right. Well, let's see. Let's jump. Um, the re- one reason why we're kind of having the show is we have 
a few new products have been out for a couple of weeks. We've been trying to talk about them, but by the time we get our guests on everything and we do our two hour show, we're exhausted and, and we haven't got to it. So we figured we'd hop on. Now, this might not be a two hour show, but we figured we just wanted to get on, have a show, talk about some stuff that's recently been released and get some opinions on it. Uh, so let's start off with, and this has been out for a little while. Ryzen Hobby has been on the gas this year and have brought out quite a few new products this year, and they just keep throwing them out there and throwing them out there. And this is one that I, I didn't expect. And the first one is an E-Flight Pits 850-millimeter uh, bind-and-fly basic with AS3X and Safe Select. And again, it's another micro uh, aerobatic biplane. Beautiful-looking airplane. High power, three and four cell compatible brushless outrunner motor on a 40 amp ESC. Actually, this isn't a micro. I'm sorry. 850 no. million. Why no. did I say micro? I knew this wasn't a micro. Anyway, high power, three and four cell compatible brushless outrunner, 40 amp ESC. I like how Horizon's really going to the three or four cell now. I love that. Unmatched stability, precision AS3X, easy to fly, optional use, safe select, scale outline, surface detail, matching spinner, pointed cockpit, durable aluminum landing gear, scale covers and wheel pants, tool free wing assembly, quick release hardware, optional use flying wires, that's a nice little scale added feature, large cockpit hatch, removable tray, simplifies battery installation. That's another thing I like what they're doing, you know, a lot of these planes, whether, you know, tough getting your batteries in and out of there and they've done it what was the other plane what's the plane you have andre where they pt-17 yes, pt-17 is one of the the newer planes that has that removable battery tray and i've seen it on uh chloe's plane so i think that's a great idea also lightweight yeah. and durable epo foam construction factory finish with scale trim uh 1800 to 2200 three or four cell battery so you know they hit the you know, the 2200 or 1800s are cheap if you just want to go through three scale and and fly scale or step it up. And I oh, mean, I bet this thing just hauls the mail on a four cell. <laughs> uh, 10 size 1200 kV brushless outrunner. Let me get some specs for you. Flying weight is 46 ounces or 1304 grams, 31 inch length. Uh, Wingspan, 33.5 inches or 850 millimeters. Like I say, uh, nice, cheap batteries. What do you guys think? It's nice. It's actually a really nice looking plane. I'm, I'm surprised at the wingspan, but I guess, you know, 850 when you have two wings, I suppose it's got enough lift and it'll go around it. I mean, it's a good looking plane, but it's funny because I'm looking at this and then I look over at my PT-17 and I think I like I prefer the 17, um, but the fact that you can run it on 4S is cool. It's very cool, actually. Yeah, this, the size, I'm looking at a picture now with one of the Horizon guys holding it. Um, surprisingly, it is littler than I expected. So I would imagine yeah. this is going to be quite the the fast, uh, like you said, Andre, especially on 4-cell. This thing's going to motor along pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's yeah, it's but it's a it's gorgeous looking. It like is the beautiful. The detail and the color and everything, I really like that. It. It's it's funny. I mean, if, if it had been at the store, I probably would have picked it up to look at it because it does make it, it. It is interesting, but I've got enough buy wings to keep me occupied. Mm-hmm. Now, were you surprised at them putting out something like this? You know, a lot of people have been like, "Horizon, where's the World War One birds? Like, we've been waiting. You know, where are they?" And then they bring this one. And again, it is a biplane, but it's something really different. And it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. 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 Well, what's curious, though, is price point wise, you um, and they do have a P&P version as well. Yeah. Price point wise, uh, it's on par with their that that clip wing cub, the yellow, the little yellow cub. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I would sooner go with the cub over this one for whatever reason. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I haven't watched the video on it, so I can't really comment on. I'm sure it flies but, I mean, fantastic. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks is nice. Right. Right. Yeah, that plane looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It reminds me of, of uh, what was it the the little FT biplane that that I started off with because it was a rocket ship and small. Mm. But I just want. I just wonder, you know, with that landing gear, how it's going to do. Especially, you know, a lot of people are going to fly something that small off grass or a small mm-hmm. parking lot. Yeah. Is that, is that going to be a nose over issue with that, even with the three cells in it? Four cells, it might have, you might be able to get the, the battery back enough to kind of help that, but it might be a, a nose over issue a mm-hmm. lot. And, it's, and even that, it's like I had it with the commander. The commander will take off on grass. Landing, however, when you have the wheel skirts on the yeah. pants, it yep. is. It just seems like it's like someone slaps the binders on the thing, and it just like it just knows over, right? Um, so yeah, who knows? Who knows? And the good thing with most of the Horizon planes, you can pull the the wheel pants off and just put some larger foam. Like some of my favorite are the Dubro uh, foam wheels that you can buy. They're cheap, yeah. lightweight, a little bigger. Yeah, bigger, and then you don't have any problems. So that that has solved a lot. Uh, on some of my other horizon planes but definitely good looking uh yeah i really like it so there you have it that is the e-flight pits 850 millimeter bind and fly basic with as3x and safe select and like andre did mention uh the good thing with horizon is they're bringing these out in a bind and fly and also most of them are in a plug and play so if you don't want all that crap and, and you're not running a spectrum receiver you know, you're, you're good to go. So, all right, moving on. We're going to switch over to, uh, why I pull this up, uh, Eddie, I'm curious, how much drone stuff do you fly? <laughs> um, you know, it was funny, Wendy and I had that conversation <clears throat> last night because she's like, we've got all this money in drones and I haven't seen you fly one in the last six months. <laughs> but, um, gosh, I've got probably, four or five 250 size quads i've got um you know i've got the inductrix mm. fpv i've got three of the little ft gremlins and what? then yeah wow three of them yeah i've got um i've got the tj version i've got uh two of the tj versions and uh one of the bixler versions oh wow and then i've still got my uh my old original electro hub flight test oh my quad gosh. that still flies uh-huh and then um i just acquired my my first mavic and it's oh. a gen one wow and uh that 
changed my world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, FPV was cool until this. Now I'm, I've changed my whole direction. Now, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, didn't really realize this. So um, I want to get a little more feedback on this. Was, was this a uh, Mike Finley talked to you into it? type of deal or is this something you've wanted for a long time and finally you know with the new ones coming out and people are selling or price or on sale or whatever you just you said this is it i this is what i'm doing that was exactly i mean i had watched um you know the guys at flight fest fly over and saw some of the video and the pictures that they were getting live and then Mm -hmm. seeing the uh, you know the end result and i was like man this is amazing and this is stuff that i want to do so um at Flight Fest this year, Dale Stratton and I were talking, and I was like, man, I've got to get one of these Mavics. And he's like, you know what? I've got one. I flew it a few times. I don't fly it anymore. You know, we'll work out a deal. No kidding. And, uh, and he sold it to me for a great price. And, uh, you know, I, I just flew it this week. And, I mean, it is, it was like, you know, it was a whole new world. I was yes. like, man, this is just amazing. And in the the safety around it with all the GPS lock in, mm-hmm. I don't freak out when it gets, you know, four or 500 feet up and away from me. Yeah. I don't have to listen for it. I, I can look, I know where it's at. And then if I don't like what's happening, I can just hit return to home and know it's coming back. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gonna, it's high, highly addictive. You know, once you get one of these things and you realize what it can do and, and even if you take it up that first few times and you're panning around and you get back home and you throw the video on the computer and you're like, holy smokes. And then your brain starts rolling like, I need to do this and I want to take it yep. here. And you are just going to be immersed with this thing for a little while. And then next will be like, now I want to do some air to air footage stuff. And you yes. are, the, the ball is rolling. I mean, it's, it's downhill from here now. Well, and, and that was the, the first thing that Wendy said when she saw the video, she was like, this is like watching aerial America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Oh, that so, is fantastic. So on the first flight, did it, did, did the whole, you know that the you're listening to it and everything did that freak you out like you know listening to the props do their thing because you you know you're not doing any input and all of a sudden you're here does that yes take uh, some time it, it was and then i think that the first day that i went out i think you know i had like a 15 mile an hour win mm. and I, you know i broke every rule under the sun i'm like okay i walked outside <laughs> I'm like all right i'll just hover in the backyard and i'm like okay this is cool well you know, let's see what happens when I go up 200 feet. Yeah. You know, and kind of quick peeked around the neighborhood. But yeah, listening to, to all the corrections it was doing and then not seeing anything in the screen was like, oh, I am in love. Yeah. I need five of these. <laughs> yes. Now, here's the, the great part. And Andre can attest to this. Wait till you get to the point where, you know, technically we're not doing this, but it gets out of sight and out of sound and you're out cruising around that's yeah. when it gets fun and, and a little nerve wracking for the you know until you get adjusted to that it's crazy I, I had a little bit of that experience i went out to my field and uh, the way our field set up is we have you know runway for electric and gas mm-hmm. we have off to the side we have a, a a pathway with a circle for quads and helis and then behind us we have four uh control line pads and then off back behind that is for gliders so i might have broke a few club rules and took it up to about four 400 feet and then 
1,265 feet behind me to uh-huh. see the whole field. Right. But yeah, I had, uh, you know, I turned and looked. I couldn't see it. I couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I could see where it was. But yeah. I'm like, oh, this is creepy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny, quick story. If anybody's heard it, we talked about it before, you know, when Andre was down, we were both, we both had our phantoms and we were at Mike's parents' place. And Andre f- was having a few little issues with video quality for a while until he got his, uh, Just a little? yeah, until he got his new antenna. And we were, <laughs> we were out flying out of sight behind the trees and Andre just like, Oh my gosh, I lost video. I don't have control. He's freaking out. And I go, Andre, I have you right here on my screen. Everything's good. You are in total control. I'm watching you move it around. You know, everything's good. Just look at your radar, bring it back to your video. You know, it's just at that point when everything goes black and, and you, you don't know what's going on, but it was just kind of funny because I was watching the whole thing happening through my phantom and on my screen i'm like look dude you're fine and things just sitting there hovering i see you you're turning around everything's good he he brings it back about 30 feet and the video comes back and everything was good but all the panic that sets in you know when something like that happens it's great uh but finally he did get that issue worked out he bought the uh what is it the f uh, LR antenna, FPV LR antennas, which are I highly recommend them. They are fantastic. I have one on mine, uh, and there's no issues whatsoever. I mean, you can go out and fly. Uh, you know, if, if you're running into any problems, and I do know, um, Eddie, they do make them now for the uh, the Mavic controller. Okay. So if you're in a congested area, or if you notice you're having any in any problems or whatsoever, then the antennas, yeah. The circular polarized antennas, they're, I highly recommend them. They're unbelievable. So anyway, that, that's really cool, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you're going to do with that little thing. It's fun, highly addictive, and, you know, see where it goes from there. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. A whole new learning experience. Oh, yeah. It's actually, it, it's going to be, I, I'm going to be, next time we talk to you, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, if you've suddenly said, oh, the, the you know, flying with an FPV quad is no longer, yeah. well, I know, sorry, speed, it's still fun. I, I don't fly it nearly enough, but I find I enjoy it more when I'm, when I'm hanging out with the guys, right? So yeah. it's like every once in a while I go through, oh, let's shoot that gap, and then it's like, okay, that's fine. I would probably supply this more often if, if you know, there weren't so many rules and regulations and stuff like right. this. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and with the quads, you know, the race quads and stuff, you're getting two and a half, three minutes tops. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, you know, and I have, I think, 12, 13 batteries mm-hmm. to fly my race quad. So, you know, I can get out and I can fly for an hour, mm-hmm. but I have three batteries for the Maverick and I can fly an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, it's the, really weighing that out. You know, what do I want to do? Do I want to go out and get good video? Because a lot of what I did with race quads was, you know, kind of inspired from flight test was go out and I chase airplanes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was, it was awesome getting footage, but now I can do that on a better platform. It's more stable, easier to keep the, the planes in frame. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be real fun. Right. And again, it just takes experience for everybody. You'll find out real quick is one of the first things I never really realized when you go out and start chasing planes with a Maverick or any DJI product, you know, when you GPS is locked and you're cruising along, you cannot believe how much an RC plane bounces around up, down, left, right, up, down. And you are just constantly chasing that thing up, down, left, right, up. It's 
insane how much they move around. You never, when you're on the ground watching it and you're flying around, you have no idea how much that plane is really moving. It's crazy. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Back to, we got off a little off topic there, but that's fine. Us? Never. Um, Our next thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm not too particular on this thing because I think Horizon really missed the mark on this, and we'll talk about why here in just a second. But it is kind of cool, and I think maybe the younger kids might have a lot of fun with this. Is the Inductrix Switch ready to fly? And what this is, it's their small little Inductrix that um, comes with a small little platform for a hovercraft and you flip the back motors up and you stick it on the little platform and you have a little hovercraft and you cruise around uh, on on in the house or on the driveway. And what this is, it's a hovercraft and inductrix all-in-one. Modular design makes it easy to change modes on the fly. Molded plastic body makes bumps worry-free. In quad mode, safe select technology makes flying even easier for beginners. Comes with its own transmitter, uh, four channel, 2.4 gigahertz, programmable LED lights, and easily upgradable. One of the most unique products on the market, the Blade Inductric Switch, is truly the best of both worlds. This innovative design builds on successful Inductric platform with an exclusive snap together design that quickly changes from a micro drone into a hovercraft. It's literally two vehicles in one. Hovercraft mode allows you to dive on multiple surfaces. With a simple stick command, transform into a flying drone. It takes seconds to convert with no wiring changes required. The durable molded plastic design and foam skirt can take punishment and worry-free flights and drives. Programmable LED lights make racing fun. Better yet, everything you need to start flying and driving is included in the box, and a wide variety of parts available means repairs are easy. So in the box, you get the blade inductric switch, four-channel transmitter, one-cell 25C 150 milliamp LiPo battery, one-cell USB charger, AA batteries, and the manual. Now, what do you guys think I'm going to say they missed the mark with this thing? What would you do to this thing to make it even more fun? Any ideas? FPV. Yes! Thank and you! They, they give the optional camera, but it's... it's- Thank you. Inductrix FEV would have been perfect. Exactly. Thank you. And I, <laughs> it'd be really cool to get through a set of stairs and be like, ah, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess I get it. You know, maybe this is for more, I want to say more kids things, you know, maybe aren't doing the FPV. It would be a lot of fun. You get two or three of them and, you know, crank around the house or whatever. But for us, Adult kids, the FPV would just, you know, be unbelievable out of the box. And I think it would be a lot more fun chasing the dogs or the cats around with the the hovercraft. Uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But what do you guys think? Do you think it's too toyish or too gimmicky or is this or is it kind of cool? Yeah. No. Yeah. I pass. Yeah. I pass. I'd sooner uh, pick up. A, I'd, I'd sooner pick up a used Inductrix and let, let let James fly that, which he has, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you know they can take the punishment. So why are you not flying? Right, right. Yeah, and I mean it'd be different if they were actually marketing this to be a boat, which it's not. <laughs> this right. is this is to run across a, a hard floor, not to uh, run across water. And I think there might be some confusion falling into that. Hmm. And somebody take it out and try to run it across their pool and, and ruin it. 
Actually, no, they, they, it'd be fine. You just pluck it out, dry it off. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. My uh, a lot of my stuff has ended up in my pool, and it uh, uh, takes the water pretty good, actually. Um, but it's it's a neat little thing. I, I give them a little credit for trying something different. You know. Um, uh, whatever. All right. So that's the inductric switch. Seventy nine ninety nine. Ready to fly out of the box. It's still still kind of cool. Okay, now. One of my favorite things I'm excited to talk about. Finally, we've been waiting a, a couple years for this. Is the new Inductrix brushless FPV. I'm excited for this. Now, I was sitting here the other day thinking about it and, and looking on my shelf here. And I pulled some of the uh, existing products. And I just want to run through them a little bit. And as everybody knows, let me get you guys back up on camera here real quick. Um, if everybody knows, first they had the Nano QX, which I have here, and I'll throw it up on the camera. Uh, when these come out, we were just like in awe, and we had to have one, and all our friends bought one, and I've turned more people on, on into flying quads when these things come out because you could fly them in the house or out in the yard on a calm day. Unbelievable. Fantastic. And, of course, everybody kept saying – what would make this better but to throw a camera on it and then we would have an FPV indoor ship, which, boom, they came out with the FPV Nano QX, which, again, everybody bought. I'm sure everybody had one. Flew the daylights out of this thing. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many batteries Wayne and I burned through this thing. <laughs> like battery after battery after battery. And we, we took it down to his church in the back and just flew for, I mean, hours, literally charging, flying, try, you know, trying different things. And it was so much fun with this thing. This really, I think, was a game changer at the time. So then Horizon brings out the little uh, Inductrix, which I have one of those somewhere, and I couldn't even find it. And, of course, you know, the Inductrix comes out. It's even a smaller platform with the little EDF fans. Fantastic little thing again that you grab your kids or fly around the house, and boom, what would make it better? The tiny whoop comes out. They figure out how to put a tiny little camera on the Inductrix. Yes, there you go. And it again changed everything. Now we're flying in between banister railings and going between chairs, and and I mean, just so much fun. It felt like a fly on the wall. Which brought Horizon to bring out the regular Inductrix FPV. So even today, still, these two are probably my two favorite between the, the Tiny Whoop and the Inductrix FPV. They're so much fun, uh, so easy to fly. Uh, Mike Coons and I, have, you know, again, you know, went to his house or come to my house and we just sit down in the wintertime on the couch and have a blast, which... The only thing, you know, we talked about was when you're clear upstairs in the bathroom and you crash in the tub, you're like, damn it. Now I got to climb all the way up there, get the stupid thing out of the bathtub. You get it flying, you run all the way downstairs, you sit on the couch, boom, you crash again. You're like, ah. So then they brought out the a little bit larger Inductrix FPV Plus, which again, I love Andre bought one says he didn't like it as well because it was a little bit too big, but I love it. 
And now they have the meow mode where if you crash upstairs in the bathtub, you hit the little button, it flips over. You don't have to get your lazy butt off the couch. Yes. And even though it is a little bit bigger and a little bit more powerful and it does have a bigger bed. stay on. That is a good point. Uh, my props never stay on either, but I did put a new set on Andre and it ha- they have been working really well. So I can't complain about that. <laughs> the last time it happened, I was flying over top of the walkway, which is about a 10 foot drop. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so besides a little pro- Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I've, uh, yeah, keep going. No, I was uh, just going to say, except for the little prop problem of them um, flying off, and it seemed like every time it would happen, it was on meow mode when I was trying to flip over and the prop would fly off. Yes, outdoors, <laughs> in the grass. Yes, and then you're trying to find the prop. But again, fantastic. Uh, our other big complaint was with the um, uh, regular inductrix was, uh, you know, two to three minutes of hard flying and you were done, and they brought out the inductrix plus which had a bigger battery, a 500 milliamp single cell, and we were pumping out like four minutes or a little bit more. Yeah. So, fantastic. Okay, so what brings me to their new product, the Inductrix Brushless FPV. So now, Andre, they went back to the smaller size. It's brushless. They have the bigger battery, the 500 milliamp. So we're back to the Mm -hmm. smaller size. 500 milliamp battery, longer, you know, four-minute flight times. So now, is this something on your radar for the wintertime? That's what I want to know. Ooh. Well, I, I'm going to counter this because uh, there there are some other products out there. I'm actually throwing this into the chat right now. Okay. Uh, there is a counter to it. There is a Yixin, or Yixin, whatever you want to call it, 65 mil, same thing, uh-huh. same idea, yep. cheaper, like half the price. Really? Brushless motors, all this stuff. Like, So it's interesting that they, they've released it, and you can, you know, the only thing for you guys, you, uh, I don't think it's got a Spectrum receiver in there, so, uh, but ew, would I go with brushless for this size? I don't know. I don't know. See, this guy does run. My, uh, you know, I, I am happy with my plus and everything that it offers. Like I mm-hmm. said, the, my biggest gripe is I always lose my damn props, Um but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right away. I got to fly this guy. And uh, I am going to be, I, I will say, I'm happy they've gone down to the smaller size because that's what I noticed right away when yeah. I went from the Inductress to the Inductress Plus. I couldn't shoot the gaps between the banisters anymore. Well, I <laughs> right. couldn't shoot them as cleanly, right? Because you did bounce off everything, right? So I had to kind of go for a different gap. Um, uh, but I do like this guy outside. I really do. So mm-hmm. I wonder if the brushless uh, motors outside will perform better because we know that these guys fly, but on a really on a really bumpy night, um, you know, you're, you're getting pushed around pretty hard. So I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> and and I'm curious to see uh, a lot of the you know the regular inductrics and stuff. Them little motors, they do start to go bad a little bit over time, and yeah. and uh, you do notice that, that one will you know, start going bad and then it doesn't quite fly as good. So like you said, Andre, I think it's very curious now that they have the good brushless motors on there of, you know, how much longer these things are going to last and how much better are they going to fly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've got that GT90 and I've been, you know, uh, that's been going really well. I think the biggest problem I ran into recently is I might have stripped out one of the motor mounts for the prop mm-hmm. uh, in, in the bell, which is really unfortunate. So I'm going to have to look into that. Um, but, uh, you know, but it's it's too big for indoors. So yeah, something small with the efficiency. Now, 
uh, I will give him marks because the the the, the new inductrix. Um, I'm just going for the link here. Uh, you know, I like the fact that they now mount the battery uh, in a better fashion. I don't mm-hmm. like how this sits. Now, I guess it works out okay because you've got the motor cans and everything. But I, was, I always felt that they could have done that a little better, and it looks like they have. So yeah. they've got it, you know, instead of, instead of being vertical, it's yes. flat now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And the fact that <laughs> good that, okay, so it's good that they, they stuck with the battery because I could, I could see everybody going, oh, great, yet another battery to fly with. So, uh, you know, it should be pretty interesting right. to us. Uh, and, and, and looking at the photos, um, it's got un, it's got a it's got an OSD built in, which is awesome. Yes. that's on board the that's on board the main board. Yep. And I like what they've done with the frame. Did you see they they've squared off the frame a little bit? Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, so it's it's got a little bit. It's probably going to take a bump, uh, you know, a bump off the wall a little nicer than this because they put a lip on it, and I yeah. bet that helps on impacts. And they've it looks like they've triangulated the the base where the motor goes in mm-hmm. because that's always been where it centers up and how it centers up the can has always been a weak point. Yes. We've broke those multiple times. Like this, the I'm holding my my plus in my hand right now, and that frame is brand new from like two or three weeks ago because I just broken so many pieces. Pieces on it from mm-hmm. impacts. Yes, that it was flopping around and rubbing on props and everything. Right. So, top tip is be real careful when you're pulling off the, uh, <laughs> the motor. I had to, I broke one actually and had to solder up. I grabbed one from oddly enough. I grabbed one from my original FPV uh, blade, and I grabbed uh, the connector and wire and soldered it back on. So because I pulled out the pin. Mm. By accident, damaged the pin when yes. I was pulling it off the board. So something yep. to watch for. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. They might have. They might have gotten something. They might have gotten this right. Uh, I'm gonna look at the other. The other one because it does take a smaller battery. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's proprietary or not. Mm-hmm. But you know, if this thing's got OSD and everything on there, it might be just the right machine. Oh, I like the fact they actually list the channel and the band on your FPV. Oh, yeah, that's the, nice. yeah, that on, is nice. Because yes. remember us the other yes. time, there, Mike and I were bouncing off each yes. other's frequencies and everything. Yeah, just now you can put your pilot name in. You got your bolt, your voltage reader, and your flight time. This is good. Okay, uh, I'm warming up to this, Chris. Ah. Now, here, here's my question because okay. I haven't flown any that are brushless. Mm-hmm. Did you see the price of the replacement motors are nineteen ninety nine a piece? Are you kidding me? That's $80 for motors. Just buy a new quad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing, just like anything else, you know, like Micro Motor Warehouse, for instance, we were buying all our our motors and stuff from them a while back uh, for the uh, brushed motors. So I'm sure now that this is out, there's going to be other companies going to have some brushless, uh, upgraded brushless motor, you know, all kinds of things, the bigger battery. So I'm not too worried about that. And again, with it being a, a brushless motor, unless, man, you'd have to have a pretty gnarly, nasty crash for, I, I think, right. to really mess up a motor. But that is a good point. $19, $20 for a motor, that is a little, I think, a ridiculous. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's 250 quad motors. Yeah, right, right. The other thing I'm very curious about, Andre, I think we talked about it. The regular Inductrix FPV whatever software or the programming they put into the board as far as flying, I thought it was absolutely perfect. When they went to the Inductrix FPV Plus, they changed some things in there, and I don't know if they tried to make it a little easier to fly for beginners or something, 
but it doesn't fly as well as the regular Inductrix FPV. I don't know what they did, and I can't yeah. wrap my head around it, but it just doesn't fly as good or as smooth as the regular Inductrix. I don't know what... No, those, those modes, yeah. yeah. No, 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 I agree. On the plus, the modes kind of just drive me crazy where you, you, you get into, you grab your, your, your little old yellow Inductrix and you just take off and it flies nice. And this one, you're doing a little bit more flip fooling around. And uh, no, you're, you're, you're quite correct. I just, it doesn't, um, doesn't feel as smooth. Right, right. I, I don't know. Again, it's something that they've, they've programmed into the board and it's just, not quite as good, but it's still fun and well worth the money. So, Eddie, mm. you know, of course, here in Ohio, it, the weather get, turns really crappy. It's already starting to change now, and I'm not happy about it. So these little quads here, uh, this is our life-saving uh, grace here in the wintertime because we can just sit in the house while it's 20 below and snowing like crazy, and we still have a good time. But down in Texas, I'm obviously you guys can fly year-round. So, is this something, though, still, you know, just for downtime or, or you know, to torture your wife when you're sitting in the, on the couch or something? Would this be <laughs> some, something that you would look into buying? You know, absolutely, because, I mean, the one thing that you have here is it Wind. almost rains every day here. Oh, no And it's kidding. always windy. Oh, Like, wow. it's raining somewhere. Uh, all the time. Uh, and, and it's never, never for long, but it's you get in those days, it's hot, it's humid. It's windy, you know, and these are where you can, those days, you know, it's 110 degrees oh, in the yeah. shade. You yeah. can absolutely go fly in the house and then you don't <laughs> have to take that plane out. Right. Ah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. So yeah, Andre, I, I definitely got this on my radar. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll even uh, see yeah. some sales on it uh, coming up, but let me jump back to that real quick and I'll read some, some specs on it. But uh, I think for the winter, being brushless, and like you said, the on-screen display is huge. Uh, Blade Inductrix FPV BL Bind and Fly Basic Drone brings all the features you have been asking for in the most capable, featured-packed Inductrix platform yet. Safe technology makes flying simple, while the ducted propeller design allows you to bounce off walls, objects without crashing. New channel-changing video transmitter allows you to specifically tune to your preferred frequency and channel right from your Spectrum G2 or greater transmitter. Innovative meow mode allows you to flip the quadcopter yeah, back upright after the cr crash by quickly reversing the motor direction. Brushless power system brings a totally new experience while maintaining the size, simplicity, and durability that makes it one of the most popular platforms on the market. On-screen display now offers vital battery and telemetry data right in your video feed. That uh, is fantastic. So That's you huge, always yeah. know. Yes, because how many times... Even though we would set a timer on these for like three minutes when you were down here, we were all the way in the backyard. And when these things die, they're done. <laughs> just like, so if you're going across the pool or like Wayne did a while back and he was just across the creek over here at my house and the thing died and plop in the creek it went. So having that, you know, it, I think is huge in the on screen display. Uh, let's see. Always let you know where your battery and flight time stands. This comes in a convenient bind and fly package. Add a spectrum transmitter, goggle monitor, and a one cell 500 milliamp battery and start your adventure. So I'm waiting to see, um, you know, if they've changed the, the, the software, how it flies, the difference between the brushless motors. I, I think this is going to be exciting for the winter time. 
And I'm just uh, mm. flipping through the manual right now. It's got mm-hmm. the full spread of uh, FPB frequencies. So oh, A, no B, kidding. E, uh, Fat Shark, Race Band, channels one through eight. So it is fully loaded, 25 milliwatts. So mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. That's so they've uh, they put it. I mean, it's basically they they. It's probably an all-in-one board, if anything. So yeah, um, you know. And I'm looking at the uh, uh, on-screen display now. It shows you your flight mode. Uh, your, your, you can put your pilot name in there, battery voltage, your band, your channel, and of course your flight time. And and again, the other thing too, uh, you mentioned Andre, the new frame design. That was just one of the bad things about the older ones. Uh, newly engineered yeah. mainframe significantly increases the durability of the drone, so crashes are stress free. And I'm assuming now, you know they. They were trying to keep this thing super lightweight back in the day because of the brush motors. And you now know, they it can was, do a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. Now that you got the, the brushless motors or uh, a better frame, uh, you're getting better flight times. Uh, so, and it protects everything. It says the canopy fully protects camera, video transmitter, light controller, while the airframe protects the motors, propellers from bumps and crashes. So, there you have hmm. it. That 200 is, bucks. Yeah. Hundred well, hundred and hundred and fifty here. So sorry about yeah, your luck, 200, buddy. 200. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Actually, they 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 may have got it right. Like I said, uh, I think they've they've listened. Uh, obviously, the tech has come on for them, so that that's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a sweet little package. We may we may be rocking some some uh, some inductrix next year that in your backyard you know we'll stock up on one s500s and just you know yeah drive the drive the neighbors crazy and we did find out we have a couple of the little like high-tech chargers or you have one of the knockoffs and i think with four batteries we were almost flying continually you know charging flying charging flying uh so four or five batteries is all you need they're cheap and man, we were just having all kinds of fun with them things flying through our, my canopy. We, <laughs> we had the windows yeah. down in the car and we were flying through the cars. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. they're just so much fun. Uh, and you don't have to worry you'll be, about. You'll be curious to see if uh, if they improve the camera because every yeah. every version so far we've noted like this these good ones point. were getting pretty good night vision you know and yeah you know really good point uh, Eddie I I don't know what you have or you were I think you had the, one of the original uh, Inductrix but even on the yeah the FPV yeah the Inductrix Plus. We were flying basically at dark, and the camera was good enough that we were flying outside all around the yard, uh, and we had one light up on the porch, and we had no problem in the dark. So, yeah, Andre, that's a great point. If the camera's even better, oh, man, I can't wait. All right. Inductrix Plus. There you have it. And a couple more things here, and we're going to get out of here, but... Eddie, I'm curious to know, obviously you had the Telemaster XL, so I know you somewhere you have a soft spot for big, slow, fun flying planes. You have to if you have a Telemaster XL. I don't yeah, know I if do. you, I don't know if you have anything else like a Tundra or a Timber or anything like that. But I've uh, got a Timber. <laughs> you do have it. Oh good. This is fantastic. I'm so happy you got a Timber. And I'm sure you love the thing. It's awesome, right? Oh, it's amazing. Yes. I haven't talked to anybody that has a Timmer that said this thing they didn't like it. I mean, between the lights, the slow speed capability, it, it's the plane's amazing. So we've caught word down at Joe Nall this week that Horizon Hobby is working on the Timber XL. Now, 
They're working on two models, one gas, one electric. Right now, the electric is 110 inch and the gas is 100 inch. Um, if you go online, there's tons of videos. Uh, there's forums on there. People are going nuts talking about it. They both vary in um, appearance. A uh, little different thing as far as wing shape, tail shape, I believe. One of them had the slats on it. One of them didn't have the slats. They're still working on different size noses as far as, you know, what they can do with, you know, motor sizes and battery sizes and getting the, you know, a bigger range of uh, the CG and everything. But here's my big disappointment, and I'm probably going to really make all the Balsa guys mad about this. I probably will never, but even though I would love 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 to have a timber xl i will never probably buy one because it isn't foam am i totally like is it just me or anybody else feel this way i just don't want to get into the balsa you know even though that now i understand the gas one you almost have to have balsa we've had that conversation before you're not going to put a you know a gas engine uh into a you can but it won't last long yes you are correct but I would like to see the electric model. You know, it even right now is a bigger, um, you know, 110 inch. Uh, I would like to see a 110 inch electric foam and a 100 or 110 inch uh, balsa gas. That's just my opinion. Eddie, what do you think about the Timber XL? Oh, it is an amazing plane. And uh, I had not really looked at it until you and I talked. So mm-hmm. then I did some quick research. Yeah, I mean, this is that perfect go-to balsa plane, especially if you're going to get into gas, this would be a perfect plane for you to, to go into gas. I know. I know. That's what I was thinking. 20 use. Uh, I think right now they said they're using their new evolution 20 CC gas engine in it, I believe. So yeah, that would actually be the perfect platform of something really, really fun to have. Uh, not too big, not too small. So it's on my radar. I hate to admit that, but it is on my radar. Yeah, that's that's going to be a fun plane, especially if it even flies half as good as the foam plane mm-hmm. on gas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be just the best all-around plane for most guys. And I wonder, you know, especially with the aerobatics that I can get out of my foam plane with a yeah. 2200, what the 3D guys are going to do with these. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm curious to know, Eddie, did you put the slats on your timber? I got mine secondhand, and it didn't have the slats. Oh, so okay. I have not I have not ordered them. I've thought about it because mm-hmm. I tend to fly mine very slow and uh-huh. just kind of lumber around. Yeah. And it's usually I'll fly it when the weather's bad and it's kind of yes. dark and gloomy. Yes, yes. The yeah. LEDs make it perfect to see, you know, yes. especially when it's kind of – crummy out and mm-hmm. um, and I love to punch it up about 200 feet chop the throttle oh, yeah. full flaps into the wind and just yes. let it float yes. I've flown it backwards that way yes. it's been crazy so yeah I want to put the slats on it to do that because I think that's going to be uh, you know really cool to see that plane truly slow down to that point right right um, I didn't dive real into it maybe somebody that's watching on facebook live um or andre you know the electric version did they say like what size battery i'm sorry oh oh sorry uh no i don't know that one 
I don't know if they mentioned it. I'm curious to know what size battery they're flying it on because, you know, obviously the uh, my Carbon Z Cub's flying on a 6-cell, so I'm wondering if they got the XL, even though it is bigger and 110-inch, uh, if they got it flying on a, you know, just, like a 6-cell. Just, just, just use one of those, man. Yeah. <laughs> 6s yeah. i'm gonna say a 5000 they're probably using they're probably using uh would they use the power plant off your x uh, uh off your carbon z uh, there's there's so many more motor options yeah. now and everything right but yeah they they obviously they're they're going to use a power plant they Ooh. have or going out uh power, no buckstamp says power oh my god no <laughs> no power 160 using two success 5000 i'm out i'm out oh that's, no. that's, that's i'm a, out yeah uh, you Forget might as well it. get an a10 from from freewing chris <laughs> yeah i mean at that point if it takes two five thousands I, I i'm on board with uh eddie i think i just go with the uh the gas one by the time you know yeah uh uh forget it the problem with that is you're sitting at what sixty, seventy dollars per battery. So you know you're at one hundred and fifty dollars per flight. Uh, yeah. You know for battery pack. So right. And you're gonna want two to three flights. Yes. Right. So yes. You know. Yeah. But and I mean, twenty cc gas is two hundred bucks. Exactly. Well, that's it. But like Chris, then then you're in the right. You're already in the price range to you know pick up a few EDFs while you're at it. Right. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's a that's a tough call. Now, Eddie. Yeah. I, I, just real quick, I kind of wanted your opinion because you went from, you know, flight test planes and over into the foam and electric and now kind of go, gone over a little bit into the gas. My biggest problem, and again, I have a balsa. I have a Mystique sitting here hanging on my wall, and it is, you know, fiberglass balsa. I absolutely love that glider. But my biggest thing with the balsa planes is, you know, when you do have a mishap, and I have a lot of mishaps, and anybody that flies with me will tell you I have a lot of mishaps. The foam is so easy to fix. You break out the glue, you throw it together. If you're missing chunks, you get a little bit of epoxy and mix it with some micro balloons or whatever. It's so easy to fix. When I see wrecked balsa planes and the pieces and trying to get it back together and gluing it and the covering, I don't want to deal with that. I absolutely just, for one, I don't want to deal with it. Two, I don't really have the time to, you know, to dive into it and fix them. So that is my biggest problem with, with balsa really is when you do have a problem or whatever is having to fix it right well and the good thing especially nowadays you know back you know 10 15 years ago everybody was in kits mm -hmm. so you know you had if you broke it you had to go back to the plans cut the balsa and fix it right so many planes now are arfs or you know you can't hardly get a kit anymore so if you break a wing you can buy another wing that is a good point so you know you're yeah it's you're buying a balsa wing, not a foam wing, so it's going to be a little more costly. But at the end of the day, you can usually just buy the parts you need without having to, to go back into that kit build right. mode, which nobody wants to do. There, you know, there's some of those diehard guys, but most of us are, you know, busy or lazy, one of the two, and we don't want to mess with that. So, right. you know, let's let's get the parts, put it together, and go fly. Yeah, and I agree with you there because I have. Uh, out of curiosity for my mystique, I've had gone on Horizon site and and had wings in a cart on standby, like just in case I'm thinking, man, if I crash this thing, you know, should I have some spare? And they're not cheap, trust me. I think that you know, I can't remember what the wingspan is on the mystique, but it's huge. Um, but and again, how many times have you crashed a foam plane into field? You brought 
broke out the CA, you threw it back together, and within less than five minutes, you're back in the air. Where most of the time with a balsa plane, if that happens, yeah. you're done. You know? Yeah, you're going home. Yeah. So. But, but I think that that's a risk you take, and, yeah. and you know that way you, you. But you know ahead of time, hey, if this crashes, it's yeah. done. Yeah, you do the old Bixler trick, and you put the uh, garbage bag inside the plane, and after you crash, you have something to pick up your pieces with, or you know, bring a couple <laughs> matches and just light it on fire. I don't know, whatever's whatever's easiest. So, but yeah, I will keep an eye on this a little bit. I, again, I have to. Horizons really kind of stepped up their game, not only with products and everything, but I think this is fantastic. You never, ever seen Horizon do something of what they did this week with bringing out a pre-production plane, you know, uh, and showing people what they're working on or getting yeah. feedback from people. So, man, that's I think that's fantastic, and, and it's really going to help down the road with this plane, you know, what they're going to do. Again, I would still like to see... Uh, an electric foam version and a gas balsa version. I think that would be definitely the way to go. So I don't know how much feedback they got on that, but I will for sure be keeping my eye out on that, you know, the gas portion to see if could this be my first gas plane. So is this, I guess it's going to be branded the hangar nine. I'm assuming. Yeah, man. Cause you look at the hangar line, hangar nine lineup for this year and it's crazy. I mean, they have, mm-hmm. they have a ton of high wings and a ton of, you know, warbirds they've released this year and they're just going at it. So, uh-huh. um, that's crazy. It is absolutely nuts what they're, 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 and, and I guess the real neat part with the timber is the timber was designed as a, you know, a non-scale. Mm-hmm. It was actually designed as a proper RC plane where they yes. didn't take a scale plane no. and try and make it out of something. So, right. so obviously, you know, we know the foam version and even the UMX version fly fantastic. So this yes. will be really interesting. Yes. Yeah. I just hope that they keep the price point down. Cause I mean, if you look at like the, the hangar mm. nine beaver, yeah. the 30 C it's 110 inch. It's $659 yeah. before the motor. Yeah. Yes. And then the cub, the cub is like $800 and they just go up from there. I mean, but I mean, you're getting some amazing quality of an aircraft, you know, right. with, with all the fit and finish and everything. But yes, yes, yeah. you're, you're looking, you know, it's going back to the old days where, you know, like, you know, that my, I remember my first trainer and it's flying through the air and like, uh, there's, you know, 15, 16 years. No, no more than that. Now we're approaching 20 years ago. Now that's mm-hmm. a, you know, that was a thousand dollars hurtling through the sky, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That I built. <laughs> uh, Buck says they're, they were shooting for around $500, roughly. So, you know, you buy the gas version, you spend 500 for the plane. Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing with most of our Hangar 9 kits, you're going to have to buy the servos and all the electronics. Then the engine, so five, engine two, six, seven servos, probably at least another couple hundred dollars. So you're getting way up there. Uh, for an airplane, for sure. Where you know what was the the Carbon Z Cub? I think was four. Was it? I think close to four hundred dollars. I can't remember off the top of my head. So, you know, once you get up to that size, you're you're into some money. So Andre yeah, would probably then, be looking then, at about fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then and the I other pieces. A, and I have to go join a club and everything. Yeah, because of the gas. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. And the other thing that you want to think about with gas is running two receivers. Mm, yeah. And then and then running batteries to power your receivers that are not powering your electronics. Oh yeah. And then you're running another battery to run your uh, spark system. Right. 
Right. Man, I don't know. (laughs) As much as I'd love to try gas, I'm just like, oh, man. Just come to Texas and I'll let you fly gas. Oh, that that one might have to do that. What would you post up there, Andre? FMS 1760s, a Piper PA-18 Super Cub. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Have you, you haven't seen this yet? No, I haven't. Maybe oh, I should you have to read up. the specs on that bad boy. Oh, um, really? Yeah. 67-inch wingspan, 1,700-millimeter, buddy. Looks amazing. Huh. Let me pull that up here real quick. I'll Google it. So tell me about a little bit of this, because I did not see this anywhere so this popped up into our feed earlier this week. Uh, it's basically your. It's got a little bit of a fun cub look to it, uh-huh. but it's uh, you know it's it's uh, it's your I, you know it's at seventeen hundred mil or whatever. It is the uh, you know the tundra, um, the grand tundra is kind of a, a competitor for the grand tundra. It's uh, big, beautiful. It's got the um, like I said, it's got more of the fun cub look to it. So it's got the rounded tail, rounded wings. Oh yeah, look at I see this, and it's uh, you know two hundred and thirty dollars US. That is a beautiful looking airplane. Big tires. Uh, the PA Piper six point two five inch. Wow, PA eighteen Super Cub. Mm, let's see, powerful thirty five forty one seven fifty kV Outrunner motor, Predator forty five amp ESC, CNC metal landing gear structure for less than perfect landing. Six point two five inch oversized balloon tires, stole capable, less than three feet. Pre-installed navigation landing lights, two-piece wing horizontal stabilizers for easy transportation, high-strength carbon fiber wing spars, integrated servo connectors, screw-together assembly, large battery, ball-link push rods, two-bladed prop, functional flaps, optional floats, and stainless steel wing struts. Hmm. Wow. Mm, yeah. And for two... Twenty nine ninety nine US. That's like really cheap. Um, trying to find the does it sell in specs? What battery it's using? Does it say? I thought it was the four S specification. Four S twenty two hundred to twenty six hundred. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's just you know like uh, a lot of people steered away from from these bigger airplanes because of the 6s thing so yes. this is uh you know this thing might hit a sweet spot i mean their their other cub the smaller cub is just gorgeous the uh the p uh the g3 the 1400 mil but this is just a little bit more mm-hmm. uh you know flaps and everything so if you were a fun cub i'm saying if you were a fun cub fan and you were missing that kind of aircraft yeah you know, this 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 might be uh, I love the look of it the 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 black and white on it yeah beautiful looking airplane everything so yeah this uh, kind of surprising when it came out but uh, yeah I mean you, you know we we can never have enough high wings no but. no <laughs> all right that FM. integrated plug system in the wing looks pretty good too yeah hmm uh, yeah. we'll keep our eye on this and uh, when this gets out and see. See, yeah, See, you're, a, you're right, Andre. This really looks like the old Fun Cub. You know, because the, the Fun Cub XL didn't last long at all, as far as I uh, as far as I was concerned. I mean, I, I don't even know if you can still get it. Yeah. So 
this is you know this has got a nice wingspan and at four s it's a little bit easier to uh yes. to, you know to welcome into the fleet the six s is fine yeah. but you've got to really want to you know uh everybody's everybody's really liking it um uh but you know with success you've got to be making that willing to make that punch because the batteries cost more you need a better charge system we said so yeah in uh, a four cell 2200 you know and they're only calling for a 35c that those are getting uh, cheap it's, you know so it, 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 it might not be a you know it's, it's probably not like the uh the the tundra uh, GT on 6S, which oh, the thing no. just was a rocket ship, right? Yes. But on yes. 4S, I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful stall. Like, I mean, that that thing probably could take up a really good stall challenge and really slow down. So mm-hmm. with that big wing and everything, I'm sure the fall off is pretty abrupt with that weight, but it could potentially be a really nice flying machine. Hmm. Interesting. Well, definitely, we'll mm-hmm. keep our eye on that one. If FMS is li- listening, send us one. We'll test it out for you. <laughs> Yeah. But man, for that price, Andre, I'm really even tempted for two twenty nine. Yeah. Pick one up, do yeah. a little testing pick with with for, everything. Yeah, and then then you know we could uh, have a big high wing uh, fly off. You know? Yeah, because you know when you brought down the Tundra XL, uh, you know we went up against the the Super Cub. We were even amazed of like the differences. You know, you were flying on six cell, I was flying on six cell. The differences between the two, it was yeah. Uh, rather yeah. interesting so then you throw this in and the we mix. might be a little bit more relaxed and actually fly a longer too yeah and hopefully it'd be a little <laughs> little cooler you know yeah. uh so yeah interesting we'll definitely keep our eye on that one for sure uh okay nice fine andre nice fine <laughs> last thing we got on the list uh wanted to talk a little bit about it we don't have to get too much into detail but i think we need to talk about it because it has a lot of cool new features and i'm not really a big fan of of their cameras and i don't actually own one anymore but i think with what they got going on this could be something we could be interested in and and i'm sure a lot it's been quite a bit of talk so the last thing i wanted to talk about is the new gopro 7 and we'll pull up the here real quick um i got to watch quite a few videos on the new camera um whether it be rc or even a lot some motocross stuff that the guys were throwing on and i will say first thing that i noticed right off the bat for the new hero 7 was the stability i couldn't believe the difference they have a new thing out called uh what was it hyper hyper smooth yeah hyper smooth video and um the differences they were showing, you know, side by side footage was unbelievable, uh, and and they have now time warp video. It shoots 4K, 60 frames, 12 megapixels, uh, eight times slow motion, photo timer. Uh, you can do, uh, of course, the uh, live feeds if you want to go live on uh, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, so a lot of good features where I think now, you know, I no way was I going to spend $400 on a small little camera. But I think now with the features are getting, it's getting closer to where I would think about spending that money. You know, with the live streaming, the the new, you know, uh, an older GoPro, if you wanted some good footage, you had to go out and buy, you know, spend $400 on a camera or at least $300. Uh, then you had to buy some kind of gimbal or something like that where now, you know, you're getting more in one for this camera. So what do you guys think? Would this be something now with the features that you would be more inclined to 
to look at. Also, the other good thing is, too, now waterproof down to uh, 33 feet in their own housing. So what do you guys think? I just got myself a GoPro 5 for cheap, so I'm good for a bit. But no, um, the it's funny because um, those are what, the, some of the features. Like the, the, the stabilization is getting better and better, and the fact that it's not impacting um, – uh, you know the the image quality because you, when you stabilize, you've got it cropped in and mm-hmm. so on. So, and the onboard stuff is getting way better. So functionality, they just, I mean, this is what all GoPro knows they have to do. Every camera has to be a you know I, quantum leap is not the right word, but every camera has got to be a leap to make it worthwhile because otherwise you're not going to buy a new camera. You're going to run the life cycle on your existing camera for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, you know what, if you're in the market, they just, they're getting better. Uh, there are tons and tons of, uh, um, you know, alternative options, but it's very hit and miss. So our, our podcast friend, uh, Andrew Newton, uh, over, um, overseas, uh, you know, is very good at reviewing cameras and, and letting us know what is good in the market for those people that don't want to spend the $400. Right. Uh, but it's like, you know, I'm going to spend $200. Am I going to get something that's going to be comparable enough? And, you know, I, I, I actually, mm. when I'm asked this question, I often say, what is your target? You know, and for me, when I do my videos, it's YouTube and uh, you know, I don't have a camera person. Actually, I did that other video and I test it between my, you know, the GoPro five, which I ultimately picked up mm-hmm. and my other camera and the differences were minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, you right. know, so yeah. But I mean, if you, if you, if this is something you enjoy doing, if you really use, use a camera a lot, yeah. They're just getting better and, you know, the synchronization with your phone and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is just day to day, uh, you know, I don't see where it would be much better. You know, if you do a lot of social media stuff, if if it's going to be well worth it, you know, more than what your phone is. But, you know, when you're into any kind of action sports or the RC, you know, strapping stuff on your uh, you don't want to strap your thousand dollar iPhone onto your phone or onto your plane, you know, um, or if you know you're into mountain biking or motocross or whatever, you know, I could see where this would definitely be more, um, you know, obtainable. Uh, like uh, I'm just reading through some stuff here, uh, you know. Instagram stories is, is really blowing up and something big. Uh, you can instantly share vertically, add your Instagram stories right from the GoPro app now. Uh, yeah. Time warp video, time lapse, super smooth, stabilized time lapse video, uh, even as you move through a scene. Uh, the eight time slow mo, I think, is really cool. I love slow mo video. I don't care whether it's, you know, Airplanes, RC trucks, action, whatever. I love slow-mo video. Ultra high frame rate, 1080p, 240 video, slow up to eight times slow motion to receive epic moments in all their glory. Photo timer, countdown, grab a selfie or group shot with your whole crew in the frame. Touch zoom, perfectly frame your uh, photos and videos with just one touch. GPS performance. Track your speed, distance, and elevation. Improve it by adding stickers in your videos and GoPro app. So they've really added a lot of features. You know, they're getting closer to, you know, what the phones can do. uh, Mm -hmm. Probably with, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously better picture quality. 
for you know four hundred bucks. And they do have different ones that we're we're talking right now. The Hero Seven Black for three ninety nine. They have a Hero Seven Silver for two ninety nine, and a Hero Seven White for one ninety nine. Uh, so you know you don't have to buy the top of the line. What do you think, Eddie? Are you are you a GoPro fan? Do you own any? I, I have I have a couple go. I've got I've still got the old Hero Three Silver. Oh wow! And then I've got and then I've got a session that mm-hmm. I run on my quads. Yep. Um, yeah. But I was quickly you know doing the, the comparison from the seven white, silver, and black. And yeah. You you know the you're only going to get that hyper smooth on the black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you know, especially you know, for like you know, motocross, you yeah. know, dirt bike riding, things like that, you really want that. Um, the other thing that I noticed quickly was that on the black, you're going to get a removable battery, and on the others, you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So you know, with that, you know, you buy your extra packs, you go all day. Where mm-hmm. on the the silver and the white, you're going to have to have more than one or some downtime to charge. Right. Right. That's yeah. interesting. The, the silver and the white are essentially the uh, you know the session models, but they're but they've just gone back to their classic body shape. So they've gotten rid of the cube, which is really unfortunate because like the quad guys now, you know, I guess they're going to all jump back to uh, to the run cam S three, I think it's called, or mm-hmm. you know. So it's uh, <laughs> gentlemen and Andre. Thanks, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I guess it's. It's what you do with it. Like uh, even Kyle Forbes uh, just just punched in and said, "Yeah, he bought a Hero Six, but he's not strapping it to any of his quads. It's just too it's too expensive." And, and exactly that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a bulky piece of kit, you know, compared to the session, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And, but I mean, but I know guys are race with them in the wings, so it's 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 funny. It's where you know if you if you can control it and protect it, you know, I'll throw one of my uh, you know my my normal my normal cheapy you know you know non 4k cameras on a flying wing of course i like the 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 run cam styles or the the mobius styles for those because they take up less um they take less space you know so i there's so many ways to do it you know uh yeah and and for me you know if for some reason i spent the money on on a good camera like this i wouldn't be strapping it onto any planes i don't think you know when my camera is more than say my flying wing or something like that but where if you're doing more in-depth video or plane reviews you know hat cam or some time lapse of flying or you know so it it would be uh, like almost b-roll yeah b-roll camera you can just get some phenomenal shots with it and different ideas and, you know, talking to David Vinnenstoll, if you guys remember the the last couple versions of the GoPros, he was just huge, like disappointed, like, they're, you know, for what they're putting out and the money you're paying for them, there was no real benefit, you know, on buying the newer cameras. He he felt that way, you know, that yeah they needed to step up their game. So uh, it'd be interesting to talk to David a little bit now to see uh, quality-wise and the new features and everything they're doing. They're definitely getting closer, I think, to that, you know, worth the $400 range for sure. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I I haven't field tested the five yet, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm but I'm looking forward to it. I may need uh, bigger hard drive space if I'm shooting at 4K, and then you you know so you got 4K on that one, you got 4K off the, uh, oh, the yeah. DJI, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, they do take up some serious space. I did find out uh, real quick on that. I had to buy a couple external drives. 
so there you have it. That's the Hero 7 Black. Uh, <clears throat> let us know what you think. Is that something on everybody's radar? Do you think the new features are worth the $400? Uh, you going to be rushing out to buy one or maybe wait for a little while, see what the reviews are coming in? I know some people already have some reviews out there on them. So, but pretty good little camera, I think. You know, like I said, 12 megapixel, 4K at 60 frames a second, waterproof to 33 feet, voice com- uh, control, touch screen, eight times slow mo, GPS, HDR, hyper smooth video, and live streaming. So they're getting better for sure. Uh, there you have it. I think that's going to be our show for today. A um, couple other things. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention to you guys. Let me get you back on the on the screen here real quick. Uh, we are, or we do, how long was that? We are going to have some other guests coming up here shortly on the next couple shows, but I wanted to reach out to you guys. And if anybody's listening on Facebook, if there are people you want us to maybe interview or somebody, uh, you know, like might make a good guest, let us know. Shoot us an email. Uh, we do still have our email, so you can still send in the crash stories or if you have any suggestions or ideas or anything like that, RC After Hours Podcast at gmail.com. Please shoot us an email. As soon as I get some more crash stories next show or down the road, we'll uh, read your crash stories. Uh, one thing, too, we haven't talked about, and Andre would probably like it if you bought some more T-shirts. So we still have our <laughs> T-shirts available. I think there are a few newer designs he's thrown up there. So if you go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash RC After Hours, we still have our shirts available. You can get them in all kinds of different sizes, colors, sweatshirts, jackets, T-shirts. There's there's tons and tons and tons of options. You got to go in there pink. and just look around. You, yeah, if you want a bright pink RC After Hours shirt, uh, we have them. So go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash rcafterhours. And um, <laughs> uh, Patrick says Andre needs to eat. <laughs> uh, so go check that out. <clears throat> and once again, real quick, uh, please go check out getfpv.com. They've uh, stepped it up and really helped keep this show going and uh, bring in uh, some of our bigger guests. So getfpv.com. Not Free ready. Sh- <laughs> uh, free shipping on most orders over $60 now DHL shipping international use our code RC after hours spend $100 and you get 10% off your entire order all kinds of daily deals on their website all the time so go check them out check out their if you're in the quads go check out their new popo motor which means pop on pop off if you hate changing props like I do I do all the time you put the popo motors on you pop your old prop off that you broke pop your new one on and boom you're ready to go it's a fantastic idea so anybody that's into the quad scene if you don't have a popo motor there's there's something wrong with you because it is a fantastic idea uh lumineer is always having new products out they got a new popular antenna package out now uh, where you're getting two antennas you're getting a circular polarized and a patch antenna for like 30 some dollars which i think at this point is an unreal deal uh, for your uh, goggles or any of your FPV needs. So please go check out getfpv.com. And I'm losing my voice for some reason. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> but uh, that's our show for today. 
Thank you, Eddie Black. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. I hope you had a good time hanging out with us. Oh, I had a blast. I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. Good. Uh, you're more than welcome anytime. Uh, if you crash anything big or get that new Cessna out and drill it into the ground, we'd love to hear about it. No, I hope that oh, really doesn't. there'll be doesn't. plenty of video of that. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen for sure. Um, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Facebook Live. We love all the interaction with you guys. Uh, chatting with you, getting your questions, uh, filling us in with the right information because, you know, you stick a microphone in front of somebody, they think they know it all, and that's definitely not the case with me. Uh, but we'll be back in a couple weeks with more goodies and some new guests. Uh, so there you have it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. And Andre's going to get that A10 out and unboxing, and I can't wait to see it. So we'll see you later. Thanks, guys.